this. I love this intro. The lion roaring. This is the intro, baby. We're here in the lion's den. Have you guys heard of the, the, uh, the Roar podcast? We're live. It won't be live when you hear it, but we're live right now. Yes, we are. We're ready. Let's do this. Come on. Come on, Thizzle. Lay it on the track. Come on, Martin. What do you know about this, man? They put a head out on your boy and they left me for dead. Blood in my eyes, thorns on my head. Only thing that I can hear is what my savior say. While I'm in my own blood and I can't feel my legs. But I'm a lead, I'm a lead, I will not die. Got up off the ground and I wiped that blood up out my eyes. Got my mind right, got my grind right, stood up, now it's time to rise. Been resurrected, resurrected. I am alive. Blood drip, headed for walk, fire in my Oh Lord, Martin, I think we're a business, son. You need to wear these things. Check it out. Check it. Check it. Check it. Check it. Listen, listen, listen. listen. Should die before too long. Put me on my shield and carry me. Oh my goodness, I'm ready. I am ready for war. Are you ready for war, Brian? I'm ready. All right, so uh, check it out, everybody. This is the second episode of The Roar Podcast. And uh, this is, some, again, once again, I just want to say that this is something we're doing for fun. Uh, but at the same time, uh, we hope that it's um, it's edifying, it's constructive, and, it's, and at the same time, uh, you know, uh, entertaining, entertaining, you know. But uh, today I want to I wanna just thank uh, Adriana and Martin for being here. Uh, you guys got to help me out with the last names here, man. I keep saying Bulwena. I don't know if it's Buelna, Buelna. Buelna. Uh-huh. Come on. Ma- Buelna. Yeah. Give me your full name. Martin Richard Buelna. Martin Richard Buelna. And Junior. your wife is who? Adriana Giovanna Buelna. Jo- jo- Giovanna? <laughs> yeah. Jo- Giovanna. 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 Like with the Y. Or just J and it's pronounced Giovanna. Giovanna. Okay. All right. So uh, we're here. And, and Martin, one of the reasons that, that I wanted to get you here is because um, I know, uh, uh, well, actually, I don't know a lot about you, but I want to get to know more. But there is a few things I know. Like, I know that you, uh, that you, uh, on, you're on the worship team at, at CDO Church. You know, yep. that, that's mm-hmm. the church that we go to. Yes? Yes. How long have you been at CDO? Um, I think since August of 2012. August 2012. So Mr. Martin comes to CDO, snatches up one of the worship team members, and goes off into the sunset. <laughs> no, okay, definitely not like that. <laughs> okay, well, t- tell us a little bit. How did this happen? I, I, you know, is that okay? I mean, okay, all right, okay. So go, go ahead. How so, I met my wife? Yeah. How did you meet your wife? What was the story behind this, uh, this uh, love, uh, love relationship here? Uh, well, I was signed to uh, Mandate Records. And I had released um, a song and I was doing shows and all those things. And she heard one of my songs. And so she was a fan of the song. And uh, David, my friend, right. who's 
her cousin. Um, David Sandoval, right? David Sandoval. He's, he, yeah. he, and just for for those of you that, that don't know who he is, he's uh, like our sound technician or yeah. a music... sound engineer. Sound engineer yeah. at CDO Church. So, Yeah, so the first time I met her, um, her cousin ended up taking me because we were, you know, her and her cousin and, and I were really good friends, are really good friends, and he ended up taking me to her house to meet her. And that was the very first time that I met her. Um, I think that was like June of 2012. Dave, or something David playing like Cupid that. over here, huh? Yeah, I have a clue. What yeah. happened? He did not have a clue what he, he was he, doing. He had no idea. <laughs> he had no idea. <laughs> yeah, so then after that, we just um, kept contact and um, we didn't go out on our first date until April of 2012. Um, and then we just hit it off from there and we just started dating and asked her to be my girlfriend. That's cool, and, man. Yeah. So how long have you guys been married now? We've been married for like six months. Six, six months tomorrow. Six, six yeah. months tomorrow. Six months tomorrow. Man, you guys are yeah. still in a honeymoon then, man. Yeah. Yeah. It'll, <laughs> it'll, it'll be a lifelong honeymoon, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, so so you said that you you, are, you you have a record, you have a song, maybe Mandate. What's up with all this Mandate? What's, what's going on? What's yeah, so in, uh, I want to say it was like 2009, um, I signed a record deal with Mandate. And um, I had the opportunity to tour. I had the opportunity to to um, be on this compilation album with a bunch of different artists. And so Can we were all touring together. What what, what kind of what style of music? I mean, is it like hip hop, uh, R and B, gospel? I mean, yeah, what are you it's, looking it's at? more like R and B gospel. Okay. Um, that was the type of music that that Mandate was known for. Okay. Uh, but my song in particular was more of like a an R and B type type song um my voice mostly lends to r&b so uh they put me to do that type of songs it's like an r&b ballad okay. type all right so and you're doing this co compilation album with uh with a bunch of different artists mm -hmm. and they yep. were all christian artists or just kind of yeah. secular and mixed i mean what's the no they were all they were all uh christian they were all christian artists and um but i got to you know have the opportunity of performing in secular venues okay so um, that was real cool too. I mean, I got to perform at the Del Mar Fair a couple of times and, um, it was, it was really, it was a, a pretty great experience. Honestly. I mean, I had, I've always dreamed of performing and, you know, going on tour and stuff like that. So, I mean, I was blessed enough at a young age to be able to do that. Sweet. And <clears throat> excuse me. So how old were you when you first started actually getting into music and stuff like that? Um, well, I started singing since I was like six years old, and I got my first music production software when I was, I want to say I was like 11 or 12, um, because I was I was always like banging on the tables, making beats. Ah, okay. So my parents were like, Let's get this guy you know what, yeah, let me just house, give man. you this software because you, you're, you're making too much noise. So then from there, um, when I was... A junior in high school I got my first Pro Tools set up and uh, I was kind of messing around I didn't really know how to work it but I was messing around with it I knew how to record a little bit and then uh, I ended up I signed the my contract at the same time that I got accepted at the Art Institute okay so how old were you, th how old were you then uh, 21 21 okay yeah and then um, I got my bachelor's degree in audio engineering and um, and I was kind of 
touring and doing that stuff all at the same well, time. So let me just say, I know you got your bachelor's in, in uh, audio engineering, man. I hope you're not, you know, making fun of our, our studio here, man, because this, oh, this no. is top of the line. This is we're we're, we're on our way to a multi-million dollar studio, my friend. Yeah, all right? and this we, is where we, it all starts. Hey, this bro, let me tell you doing. something. We got millions of listeners out there, all right? Exactly, all around right? the world, around the world, man. Yeah, exactly. Live from the from the from the lions den. If yeah. I can get these words out of my mouth, so <laughs> go, go ahead, continue. Yeah, so um, I was I was doing both at the, at the exact same time. And uh, I had the opportunity to make some shows and take bands into the studio and, and um, you know, record them. And then I did an EP in 2012, December of 2012. I released it, uh, but I worked on it for about three months. It was just a two song EP, but um, it was something close to me because it kind of dealt with some of my depression that I had uh, been dealing with, you know, years prior. So um, it was a special project for me, but. Um, yeah, I've been I've been doing music for a long time. Um, I'm only 27. <laughs> you're, you're you're too old if you can't remember. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're too old if you can't remember. Yeah, I'm only 27, but I feel like I've had a lot of experiences in music, and I feel very grateful for that. All right, so let me talk to Adriana real quick. Just uh, uh go ahead and hand her the headset, man. What's up, Miss uh, Buelna? What's going on? Not much, man. Hey, welcome to the podcast. Thank I, you for having us here. Hey, dude, I know this sounds really silly because you guys are like, Walter, we're in your kid's bedroom. But, dude, this is something awesome, man. People are listening to this, uh, even just from our church that don't really get to know us as often or as much as on a one-on-one. Uh, I just I just want to add something to this conversation real quick. Um, Adriana, from my understanding, we'll get into this. Mm -hmm. You've been at this church for many years now. You grew up in the church. I was born. I was baptized twice there. I was, you know, I've been there since I was, I can't even remember. Okay, so see, so she has a history with the church, man. I've only been at the church now for four years. I keep saying four years, but how long has the English ministry been around? Uh, like Probably like three or four years. Go, going on four years, maybe? Mm -hmm. So, so... You you have a, a history there. I don't have a history, so maybe there's a lot of people at church that know you inside out. I don't know. I know nothing. I, know I think at this it. point, a lot of people don't know me because we have we've grown so much that I I'm still seeing new faces. I'm still getting to know new people that I've never seen, and and I think it's a blessing that our church has grown so much and how we started all the way to now. I think it's really great. So I don't think everyone knows me. Okay, but so yeah. so okay. So let's get let's let's delve into this real quick. So how long have you, so how long have you been at, at, at CDO Church now? Um, I was born there You're pretty born much, there. yeah. And uh, you are part of the worship team, yes? Yes. How long have you been on the worship team? Since probably like 14, 15 years old. So my dad threw me out there and taught me and tried to invest in me. And it was a it's a long process. Nice, here. dude. Uh, I've only seen you sing. Do you play instruments? I can play the piano a little bit. Yeah? Yeah, but um, I mostly sing. Mostly yeah. sing, huh? Yeah. Um, so what what is it that you do at... Um, in, in, as far as the ministry, I mean, what kind of roles, uh, leadership roles, are, are you taking in uh, in at CDO Church? Well, um, well, obviously, I'm singing and leading worship with my husband at church, and I'm also leading um, the the youth ministry along with my husband Veronica Martinez. If you're listening, you better be here one day. Um, and Enrique um, yes. as well. So, um, yeah. So I, right now, I'm currently involved in those two ministries. Cool, yeah. man. Uh, so. Um, let me ask you this: uh, What kind of what's what's your how what kind of, how oh, I was to say uh, family? Tell tell me a little bit about your family. Tell me a little bit you know brothers sisters. Um, tell me a little so bit more about yourself. And then I we're gonna get back into <laughs> real quick. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so I am from a small family. Well, my immediate well my past immediate family because now my husband is my family. So my my dad Adrian um, he 
and my mom Juanita as well. I have one sibling, Jared. We're 10 years apart, so I was the only child for 10 years. Um, but I have a lot of family, a lot of um, relatives at church that I, I have the honor and privilege to be serving along with in the worship ministry and the youth ministry. So I have a, a, a big family, but I came from a very small, immediate family. Okay. So Sweet. So let me tell you this before we go on to my, uh, Martin. Uh, I keep calling you Mike, dude. I, keep, I, I call this guy uh, Jose or George. George, I think. And, um, <laughs> so uh, what... Okay, I know you said that you're a part of the the leadership for the youth ministry. What is one of the goals that you have for this ministry and why? My goals? Yeah. I think um, provoking provoking an awakening in our youth. I feel like um, I want to be able to be part of a, a passionate generation that seeks God, that's devoted to God, and that loves God before anything else, you know? And I think it's very important for... It's an investment, yeah. most, mostly, you know? So my goal is um, to be able to be part of that movement, to be able to cause and provoke an awakening through, you know, the everything that God has entrusted me and my husband, you know, to be able to use that and be able to cause an impact in our youth. That's awesome. That's an amazing thing, man. Uh, I, I believe that God's not done with you and uh, your husband as... as uh, and the leadership team. Right. Uh, I know that there's so much more there, and we've got a little history in that, and we will get into that stuff later because yeah, we'll, sure. it's interesting uh, the way everything plays out, man. Everything plays out for good. So, um, uh, Martin, let me go ahead and, uh, and ask you a few more questions here. Uh, you said something interesting earlier, man. You were talking about uh, uh, depression, dude. Uh, that's one of the subjects I wanted to hit here, man. Um, I it, it hits close to home for me too, man. Uh, just recently, I went through this major, uh, uh, dark, dark moment in my life, man. And to be honest with you, bro, I, I man, I couldn't, I couldn't find a dark way. I couldn't find a light at the end of the tr tunnel. Everything. My wife would try to comfort me, and I think that she was pitying me. My wife was trying to, you know, people were telling me, "Oh, just snap out of it." I'm like, dude, I, I, I can't. I couldn't snap out of it. I was trying to, man. I was trying to, you know, the whole, uh, oh, think positive, oh, sunny days, and, yeah. you know, Kool-Aid, and, you know, and, and, and nothing, dude, everything lost flavor. Uh, my kids were like, you know, like, they were like the only thing that would get me to kind of like giggle for a little bit, yeah. and then I'd put up a front, you know, like, to make, let them know that everything was okay, man, but it, but it wasn't, man. Mm -hmm. Tell me a little bit about you, man. What, what is it that you went through? What caused it? How, I mean, how old were you? I mean, what, yeah, what, what so happened? I was about uh, I was about 18 years old um, when it finally when I finally knew that there was something that was that was wrong just because of what how I was thinking and the types of things that I was thinking. So, um, so can I ask you this? Mm -hmm. uh, are, are, are you do you come from like a like a solid home? I mean, I mean, oh, mom yeah. and dad. I mean, uh, yeah, that's the, That's the thing that made it all kind of uh, weird for everyone was because. I mean, I have both mom and dad. I grew up in church since I was six years old. My parents were baptized and are still serving faithfully. Uh, my parents are, you know, they both led the youth ministry for many years. And I remember, you know, them, I mean, they, they were always, um, they were always faithful and always have been. I mean, my dad is, is an amazing man and he's the type of person that his Bible is, completely falling apart because he's always highlighting and reading and um you know so that was that was never a problem i mean my dad he coached me in in sports and baseball and um baseball. you know and, and he was <laughs> go, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> and uh you know he he did he did everything you know with me and, and and my sister and now my younger sister and so that was never a problem it was more like self self um it was more self-driven. Like I, I was so egotistical that and selfish that it was, 
all about me and because I couldn't fix the stuff that was wrong about me. Okay, so so you you, you made little air quotes quotation marks. I mean, yeah. so what is it that was wrong? I mean, what did you think was wrong at least at that moment? Because, I mean, you know, you're... you're you're 18 years old when you finally realize, whoa, like something's going on here. Yeah. So, but and, and you, you come from a good home, parents that serve. You know, I'm assuming that there was no like uh, drug problem or no alcohol problem, None. anything like that. My dad has never drank any kind of yeah. al- alcohol at all. So you know, and so you know, so uh, you did these little. So what was what was it that you were able to detect that was wrong that led up to this depression? To, well, I, I think uh, growing up in in you know in high school, there's there's definitely a lot of um, you try you're trying to find yourself, and um, you know the kids around you don't make it easy to do yeah. that. So um, I know for myself, I mean, I I grew up you know overweight, and um, I didn't have much confidence within myself at all. I mean, I I had a talent in music and that was something that I thought that I could do. Um, you know, but I always felt like it was a dream that was just so far fetched. It wasn't something that I could ever obtain, you know? So for myself, I'm I'm naturally just super hard on myself. And so when I saw myself in the mirror, when I saw that maybe I wasn't as good as some other people or, um, I always compared myself to other people and, and I was my own worst enemy and it wasn't, necessarily because i you know was involved in stuff or my parents were you know bad to me but it was just it was just i was in my own head that i was um just beating myself up so yeah, much that it just dude. caused myself to go under dude you said something real quick, real quick and i think this, this is important to note man because uh you know you, you mentioned something about your weight dude you have no idea how conscious i am about, about my own weight right now yeah As, i mean i'm happy i understand you know what's going on but i mean when i was younger Dude, that was a big issue for me, and and, yeah. and you always think like, man, this is like for this is like girls st- a girl yeah. thing, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like like, why am I worried about my weight? You know, like yeah. I should be worried about you know whatever. I mean, dude, you got you got a fresh beard, bro. I've been growing this thing for like a year, and it <laughs> looks like just a shrub, you know, just patchy and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, but it's but, that avocado. Yeah, yeah, you know. So so I when when you're t- when you're talking about this weight, man, I, w- I want to let people know out there if you're listening that dude, this is this doesn't know a gender, man. Yeah. Like, like, you know, we think that guys don't feel this stuff. And I'll, I'll, I'll be honest with you, to this day, man, sometimes I go, man, I need to get back in the gym. I started going to the gym. And if you guys heard the last episode, I, I actually stopped going. Yeah. I don't even know why, man. I just I just stopped going. So instead of canceling my membership, I, I passed it on to my son, and I'm taking my yeah. son. So, But check this out. This is weird. Because... I wasn't making the time to go for myself, but now that I'm taking my son, I'm there three times a week, and I'm not doing anything. I'm watching him. So go figure, man. Do the math on that one. Oh but anyway, so 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 have you always been a, a big boy, man, or just a little bit? Yeah, heavier I mean, I, side, I've o- I've always been I've always been on the heavier side. Um, but after the, when I because my depression lasted from 18 to about 21 oh, years old. Oh wow, man. Um, and so I was kind of at my breaking point in. Um, I was on, you know, just planning on, on, uh, basically on how to kill myself was but, basically okay, what's going on. But, but hold, okay. So, cause this is, this is trippy, man. So, so weight had something to do with it. Yeah. And then 
that because that you, you're you're now looking at yourself and, and thinking, man, man, I don't I don't look like that like the the high school uh, jock. Yeah, you know the, the football team all star man. You know no. he, you know you see him with the with the with the cheerleader and yeah. you see all these good looking guys with good looking girls and you're like like why not me right? So yeah. How, what, so what was the next step that you began to? I mean, was it just like this is what's wrong with me and now I'm just bashing myself mentally and yeah. to, to the point of. Of no return, or was there like an, a progressive thing? Like, okay, now I'm not comparing as far as uh, uh, maybe intellectually, or maybe uh, looks, or or something that progressively took you to the next level in this depression. Or no, I think I, I'm just like I said, I'm I'm just naturally hard on myself. Where it's as soon as I have something in my head, then everything else is wrong with me. You know what I'm saying? Where it's just it's not it's not a singular type thing. It's just this okay this is wrong with me so everything else must be wrong too mm. and so um i mean my spiritual walk wasn't doing well at that time just because i was trying to find my identity within myself and it wasn't so much you know trying to seek god i wasn't seeking right. god enough you know and um and and i mean i i played sports myself so it was yeah it was tough to see other people playing sports that I didn't look like that, you know, it was, it was kind of like, dang, you know, I, I mean, I'm doing the work too. I mean, I could have probably done yeah. more, you know, but, um, you know, but, but, uh, it, it was, it wasn't necessarily a progressive type thing. It was just, I just constantly beat Ooh. myself up every yeah. single day. Wow. That's, that's insane, man. Um, the, the other thing I wanted to ask you was, um, as far as, uh, uh, the, it's still in the depression, man. Uh, was it how, how were you with friends i mean did you have like a good good group of friends around you did, were you a loner mm -hmm. uh, i mean were you more of a um you know for example for me okay look look man uh when i moved into the neighborhood i was 10 years old uh, uh okay no my, my, my mother passed away when i was 10 so you know maybe we lived there for a few more years maybe. so i got to the neighborhood like around three uh, around 13 years old and uh, part of the story I was telling was that I was this little kid that my mom she used to dress me up very like preppy man very dockers and some nice loafers and tirantitos little, what are they called um, uh, no the, uh, the, the they clip onto your pants and uh, suspenders oh suspenders yeah. so suspenders so she'd you know tuck me in man and be all upright you know so I'd be out there because I didn't have like any play clothes man that was like that's all the clothes I had just you're going to church every day every day you gotta look good yeah and um, and so I'm 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 out there playing, man, and 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 this guy comes up to me and says, "Hey, man, let's go play some uh, some baseball." I turn around, it's a 13 year old kid with a full mustache and a beard, and I'm like, "Wait a minute, I'm not going to the park with you, bro." Like, are you kidding me? You know? So, but but then I went to Keeler Middle School, and when I went to school, he was in one of my classes, and I was like, "Dude, you're my neighbor." He goes, "Yeah, I'm your neighbor." <laughs> you know? And I'm th I'm thinking, man, this dude, dude I I look nothing like this guy, man. Yeah. He's wearing cut off shorts. He's got knee high socks. He's got some Cortez. He got flannel shirt. I yeah. wear flannel all the time now. Yeah. Thanks, Renee. <laughs> uh, so so he's got you know a flannel shirt, and he's looking like a little like he looks like a gangster man, like a cholo, you know? Yeah. Uh, a young one, but but you can still you can still tell that my my upbringing and his upbringing were different. Mm -hmm. What I'm trying to get in is that that. I was trying to get in where I fit in, man. I yeah. looked completely different than these guys. Yeah. I was trying to. I, I wanted. I, I wanted to be cool. I want to fit in. I want to be able to to hang out with the group of people that that I can say are my friends. So I, I began to camouflage, man. I became a chameleon, man. So I began to kind of. I dressed like them. 
I walked like them. I talked like them. I acted like them. I started drinking like them, smoking like them. I did all that, man. Yeah. So, so that's what I'm saying. What was your, how were you trying to get in to fit in, in, in your age bracket, your school, your, your, your style of friends or what, what I mean, what, what was it? I think that was maybe the problem was that I didn't fit in. I, I think I was, I, I, um, I mean, a lot of my friends were, you know, um, into drinking and into partying and, you know, doing drugs and, you know, unfortunately, um, I mean, some of my family members are like that, you know, we're in and out of jail and, you know, on drugs or on alcohol. And, um, I mean, I grew up around that stuff, you know, and, um, and I think that was the problem for myself was that it, it wasn't necessarily, I wasn't able to fit in anywhere because I wasn't, I wasn't seeking God. So I didn't feel like I was really fitting in with my people you know the people at church mm -hmm. but i wasn't doing drugs or i wasn't partying or i wasn't drinking so i didn't really fit in with them either so it was just kind of like well okay like where do i fit in yeah. you know and um i actually wasn't really a loner i mean in high school i had a lot of friends you know and um i i connected with a lot of different types of people um so uh, i mean it was honestly it was just mostly myself it was just everything centered around me yeah. you know and um if if it wasn't one way then i looked at it as a very negative experience rather than you know trying to trying to move past that you know and um i mean ma i was so into my head that it just every day i would wake up you know not wanting to do anything or i mean just wanting to really not be alive yeah. anymore you know and did you do a lot of sleeping yeah, I, I did a lot so of much. I did a lot of sleeping and um I know my mom she said that she did kind of realize there was something wrong but I I think I did a good job of masking it. Yeah. I mean, I didn't I didn't want to disappoint my parents because, you know, like I said, they've always been faithful, yeah. you know, up until now and um I didn't want to disappoint them and I didn't want to disappoint my sister. I didn't want to disappoint people, you know, and um, so I was I was really trying to find myself, my identity in, in myself, but in others as well and how they looked at me, you right. know. And so all the pressure of even though nobody was really pressuring me and it was mostly pressure from myself, it just it buried me. It was you just know? you digging at yourself. Yeah. Maybe, you know, thinking you you were you. I don't know. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go, uh, go out and say this. You can correct me if I'm wrong, but you're saying kind of like I'm a loser. I'm not good looking. I'm overweight. Yeah. I'm, you know, like I'm not, you know, good I'm not as smart. I'm not, yeah. you know, and just really comparing to, you know, that's, that's a tough thing to do, man. Yeah. I'm going to tell you guys something. Uh, I, I want it to be about you, but I also want to share things that, that, that I've gone through. Yeah. And um, uh, one of the things, dude, uh, uh, you know, I've been, I've been at CDO now for about three, three years now since the English ministry started. Uh, the English ministry started. And, the crazy thing is that when I got there, man, I was I was trying to be really quiet, man. I was, you know, I just want I was, I'm I, I'm the kind of person that I want to lay low in the beginning, and I want to just kind of see what's going on. I, yeah. I had a hard time trusting people, just because of the way I grew up. I mean, I'm growing up with a bunch of dudes that are saying they're telling, or asking me to ask somebody that that's the same color as I am, that lives that goes to a different school to go ask him where he's from, you know. Yeah. And I don't even know the guy. I mean, really, why do I care? Why should I care, you know? But what I'm getting at is that I, I had a hard time trusting people because of, mm -hmm. I got, people were trying to always 
to start fight with fight with us. Yeah. And I wasn't a gangbanger, man. I wasn't somebody that was out there looking for trouble, man. I just happened to grow up with a bunch of dudes that grew up in the neighborhood that are generational thugs, mm -hmm. you know. And this little dude, dorky kid from out of nowhere, comes into the neighborhood and wants to fit in. Yeah. Okay. So, but anyways, uh, what I'm getting at is is when I got here to CDO Church, man. Um, I was very quiet, man, and and the more I began to come, the more I began to get involved and stuff like that, um, I kind of began to open up a little bit, mm -hmm. just a, little, a little bit. I, I'm I'm trusting people now, right. I, you know. I can say hi to people. I can shake hands now. At first, I, I you know, I can approach people and give people hugs now. Mm -hmm. Like I feel, I feel at home. I feel good as when I'm at church, man. I feel like I'm alive. Right. I feel like there's a purpose. I feel like there's something going on here, and. Um, I don't know where I'm going with this, but <laughs> but, but but and, and this is gonna happen a lot. You're gonna notice. You're gonna notice this. But uh, <laughs> but what I'm getting now, oh, the depression, the depression. Yeah. Um, I, I, not too long ago, maybe let's say a year ago now. I keep saying eight months, but maybe about a year ago, you guys seen when the, when, the, when the fire went out. Yeah. You guys saw that, man. But you know why it went out, dude? Because I started to. to I, I found out that Luis had a bachelor's degree or, or a master's degree or something like that in like in business, in business admin, and I was like. Why am I up here? Why Why do they want me to lead certain things? And and I, I've got a I've got a GED, man. I'm like a dummy compared to this guy. Yeah, you know. And then I find out you got a bachelor's. Then I got Ms. Adriana's got a bachelor's, and then uh, Veronica's got a bachelor's. And then I'm going, dude. There's people here that are like beyond qualified to do the things that I'm doing. And and dude, I just I I got into my head, man. Yeah. And I was, and I didn't, I didn't, I was, I, dude, I, I was, I, I began to feel embarrassed about myself. I began to feel ashamed because I didn't uh, pursue the goals and dreams that I had. Mm -hmm. I began to, uh, you know, you, dude, this is the, this is the first time you guys come to my little house. This is my little apartment, dude. Yeah. You want to know why I don't invite people? Because it's so small. Because I, I didn't feel uh, comfortable uh, bringing people to my home because I've gone to the homes where you go and like everything's like color coordinated everything's like like everything has like one specific spot and you're like it's like dude it feels like like I was watching a movie and I was like I don't, I don't live like that yeah you know I've got a small kid I got four kids that I got a bulldog that I love and she just wrecks the house you know I mean I live a whole different life than, than a lot of people you know yeah and uh, but I, I fell into this depression man just comparing myself comparing myself kids women men anybody out there listen don't compare yourself to anybody else man god yeah. created you as you are who you are with the purpose and 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 i want you to know that uh um dude there's no there's no coincidence there's no there's nothing wrong with you man it's just the way god wants you and you just gotta trust in god you gotta trust that he's gonna be in control and 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 let him guide you mold you and and, and be who he wants you to be yeah. and it wasn't until i got that man but anyways now let's get into you here um so now you're, you're getting into your head. You're, 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 you're got this uh, suicidal thoughts, man. How close were you to doing this, man? I mean, any notes, anything like that? Talk um, to anybody or? No, I mean, I, I never, I never really talked to anyone. Um, people didn't know. None of my friends really knew or, or anything like that. Um, but uh, there was, I do remember one moment where um, all of my family ended up leaving and um, I was home by myself and my my dad had this um like this knife it's like a bigger knife right. and um and so i remember taking that knife and i just remember sitting on the couch and just pondering all of these things and there was just so many things running through my head all at the same time and i feel like i maybe had like an anxiety attack at the same time and it was just so many things going on in my head 
Um, and I just ended up breaking down, you know, because I was thinking just about my mom and um, and my dad and my sisters, you know, like if I do this, they're going to be the ones that are finding me, you know? Mm -hmm. And, um, and I had, yeah, I had gotten to a point where I was almost there, but I feel like I had too much respect for them, you know, to, I didn't have respect so, for myself. So you didn't love but, yourself, but you loved other people. Right, And yeah. that's kind of the trigger that that actually said, wait, wait a minute, what's going right. on? But that wasn't completely, it wasn't completely over, right? The depression wasn't completely over there? Or? No, no, it, it definitely was. I mean, getting out of depression is a process, you know, and, but one of, one of the things, one of the things that, uh, one of the things that I did was I did reach out to my dad and told him, you know what, I, I need to start studying the Bible, you know, and for years prior to that, um, people were asking me, hey, you know, are you going to study the Bible? When do you want to study the Bible? Do you want to study the Bible? And I was always like, yeah, I do, but not right now. Or yeah, I do, but and would always make this excuse of not seeking God out, you know, and it wasn't until that day I texted my dad and I just told him, you know what, just make an appointment um you know with one of the brothers at at the church that my parents go to and um i want to study the bible you know this this week or next week so my dad set it up and i started studying the bible in i think it was january no it was sometime in 2008 mm -hmm. um now check this out so i i started studying the bible and i started getting out of this you know this funk um you know that was going on in my head and just this this stuff and um i started seeking god a lot more i just started you know reading my word and i just started praying and i just started surrounding myself with with more people and it's it's amazing how god puts everything in its place you know because as soon as i started to find my identity in god i started to see that there was really nothing wrong with me it was more right. i just there's improvements that we can all do to ourselves you know and and if you're complaining about something so bad, then you need to do something Absolutely. about it. I agree 100% with that. Yeah. So I I started to train my own self. So I think when I started working out, I was like at two, I want to say I was like at 260 something or 270 something. I was like, I was, I think I had just turned 22 at okay. that point. Or I just turned 21. And then, uh, and so I was like 260 something big boy, man. That's, yeah. That's kind of where I'm at right now. Maybe a little bit more right now, but we won't get into that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, I started, uh, I just started watching what I was eating. I started researching everything and I almost got into personal training. I know my dad, he was like, Hey, you should get into this. And I ended up getting down to like 165 or 170. And I was hey, in you'd the be fighting, uh, Nate Diaz. Dude, <laughs> <laughs> dude, I was in the gym. I was, I was, working out like two times a day i was running at night 30 minutes so, every day let me ask you this so was that kind of like something to trigger the depression away was it completely yeah. resolved or was it just you trying to supplement or trying to uh, fill in the gap of that depression no with the it wasn't out? it definitely wasn't re you know resolved it was a way though for me to see that you know if i if i really put myself in a situation where i'm preparing myself for something then you know i mean i i can i can look as good as i want i can do anything that i want um it wasn't a, it wasn't to 
solve the issue, but it was a way that I could do something to help me feel better a little coping about myself. To be able yeah. to, to get through that little Yeah, thing. yeah, for sure. And, and uh, you know, at that time, you know, right after that and I started dropping weight, is when this opportunity for the record deal happened. Uh, so I was like seeking God. I started losing weight. I got this record deal. Like God is at work, man. Yeah, yeah, and I was, and then I started touring, and I started, um, you know, meeting different people, and then people were coming to shows to see me, and you know, asking me for my autograph, and and I told um, my wife one time, you know, that was that was something so humbling to me that that there was that point again where i was just like well why are they coming to see me like uh, yeah i why are they paying money to come like that just it's crazy to me you know but um i feel like everything like god worked everything out in its place and um you know a little bit after that i ended up meeting her and we just kind of you know talked and stuff like that and then i ended up getting my bachelor's degree nice. and everything just everything just started when when i stopped seeking my identity within my own self and within people and i started seeking god and <laughs> yeah. seeking my identity in him god revealed what his i like my identity what he wanted him yeah, yeah what he wanted for my life and and it just started to reveal itself you know little by little without me really knowing i mean i i was going through all this stuff but i never took the time to look back and think like you know man all of this stuff is going on at the same time when I started seeking God. And I'm not saying that's going to happen, you know, all the time where you seek yeah. God and all of these things start happening. But I feel like it was a reminder that God was like, you know what? This is this is the plan that I have for your life. Yeah, yeah, this you is, know, yeah, this and is written for you, bro. Yeah. And yeah. and you have this talent. You do. You, you know, there's nothing wrong with you. You know, it's just a matter of really seeking God and really seeing what plans he has, you know, for your life. And. Um, when I finally started to to come around and doing that and and, um, you know, that's why the church that I grew up in has such a special place in my heart, because, you know, the people there, they just have this fire and love for God that it just rubs off of you, yeah, you know, awesome, and dude. and, um, you know, when I was when I was um, studying the Bible and stuff and and uh, before getting baptized and everything. Um, you know, they, they sat down with me and they were so intentional with me and, and going through all of these studies. And, um, I mean, one of the studies is called light and darkness study where they teach you what the light is and what mm -hmm. the dark is. And then you make out this list of just sin that you want to confess. Yeah. And, um, they go through, you know, with you on confessing that sin and making sure you understand that when you confess this sin, you know, you're, you're giving your life to God. Yeah. You know, this is clearing the way of that connection with you and God. And so that, that, that verbal confession, man, yeah, that, that releasing was, things and yeah. uh, binding and unbinding, loosening, yeah. unloosening. And, you know, yeah, it was that, something yeah. real special, you know, it was something real special to finally, um, be at peace you know with myself now i, I mean you now i have gained more weight you know and and a lot of that has to do with the fact that yeah you know I'm, I'm once point, you find I'm pointing at adriana because you, you guys can't see us right? <laughs> i'm pointing at her yeah you find your significant other and it's like well she loves me you know what i'm saying <laughs> it, should, it shouldn't be like that but it happens like that well, um no, but dude, that's, i don't that's super cool though man yeah you, you know, know i don't i don't i i still struggle within myself and she can attest to that i mean still to this day i struggle with with myself but 
What, with your I'm, weight or just with, in general? Yeah, with my self-esteem, okay. you know, with my weight or, you hey, bro, know, ability like, the, or whatever. Dude, we, need, we all need to get together and make make a team at church, dude. And we need to get like a, like, you know, have you you guys know Magda Palacios, right? Yeah. No, but, but, Ma, Male, Male, Magda Palacios? Oh, she, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, she, dude, she's, dude, she's always taking pictures at the top of this cow's mountain, man. Yeah. Always taking pictures. Dude. This is the kind of stuff that we need to do. Because honestly, yeah. bro, I, I feel like like health is a big issue, man. Yeah. You know, it, it's and, a huge and here's, thing, And here's the thing that's really bad is that I've, I, I know like every single thing in our house, I know how much calories every single thing has, how much saturated fat everything has, how much all this stuff, because I researched that stuff. And we I still am like, you know... I don't even care, you know. God loves me, she loves me, and that's all that matters. It's like those 100 calorie packages. You yeah. Got, oh, 100 calories. Let me grab five of them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, I used yeah. to be the same way, dude. Uh, yeah. I actually put off a lot of weight at one point with uh with the calorie count, the, the 100 calorie packets. Yeah. Everything that we bought was 100 calories, 100 calories. So I thought, you know, okay, you know, if I eat, if I eat 1500 calories of whatever, you know, I'll be okay as long yeah. as I keep my my calorie intake low. Yeah. But it's a lot more than that. Oh yeah. But I really, really feel, dude. Um. That it would be a fun thing yeah. for a lot of us to get together and just kind of be like, you know what? One day, the th- the problem is, dude, that we're not disciplined enough. We don't make the time, dude. Dude, yeah. dude, th- we if we would dedicate one hour a week, man, we say, you know what? Hey, on on Tuesday, mm-hmm. on Tuesday or whatever day, yeah. you know, let, let's let's go for a do a couple laps around Bubble Park. Yeah, we yeah, do a couple that's laps. All it takes. We, you know, and, and we can we can call it a because I'm not. Dude, I'm I'm not I'm not a very vain person. Like I really don't like I'm not I'm not that kind of person. Yeah. But I do, dude. I, I'm always, dude. I got two kids, man. Yeah. I got an eight year old and I got a six year old that I want to be able to still run with them later on. Yeah. My 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 oldest son, uh, he's doing boxing right now, man. I, I like to throw a couple punches with him, man. Try to yeah. knock him out, you know, before he get, <laughs> before he's old enough to knock me out, you yeah, know. Exactly. But but um, and I, and I say that jokingly, guys. I'm not gonna hit my kid, right? Um, and I, I got a story about that. But um, but. As far as uh, I got stories about everything, dude. So, so, uh, so this whole the, the whole thing about about to this day, you are struggling with these situations. It's not anywhere as severe as it was back in the day, yeah. Oh no, okay. no not at all. I mean, do you, I, do you I, ever get like a flashback, like saying like, like the, you know, because I'm a gr- I was a grown man when this happened. Yeah, I'm a grown man, dude. And 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 depression. Yeah. That's for women, dude. That's a, that's for women or chumps. Yeah, I guess I'm a chump because I yeah. felt I felt hard into it. So, but it was, uh, you know. But I haven't felt I haven't felt nothing. How did you finally get out of it? Sorry, dude. I'm all spitting over Josh here. Um, how did you get out of the the, the, the the slump? Um. Well, I think I think a lot of that just had to do with surrounding myself with just positive things, you know. And um, a lot of that was also really focusing my time on the things that I was good at. And so, I mean, I, I am an athletic person, you know, I, I love, you know, playing sports and, and running and doing all those things. And, um, you know, so I'm good at those things. And I focused on that. I'm good at music. And I focused on that, you know, and I think another thing was just uh, using mu- music as a tool for, um, you know, just releasing that stuff out. I mean, I've written songs and, and done things that it's just me kind of putting my heart, you know, on, on that, on that track, you know, and, um, on the EP, those two songs are both address, um, the depression and one is called masochist. And, uh, that just talks about how I put my own self through that. You know, yeah. a masochist is a person that, that enjoys pain. Enjoys pain yeah. And so 
I was putting myself, even though I knew that God was there and I knew that other people were there, I put myself through that torture. I put myself through that stuff. And, and not because I loved the pain, but, you know, I called it that because I was putting myself through this torture and through this pain when all along there was people that loved me. Yeah. There was God that loved me. I could have just reached out and, <coughs> and, you know, seeked God harder, you know, but I didn't. And so I put myself through that. And then there's another song on there called The Wire. And, uh, you know, that one is just talking about the pressures of other people where, you know, I'm basically, you know, I, 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 um, I'm trying to trying to just find myself, but underneath the pressure of people. And it's not until I seek God that I finally find my identity, um, you know, and, and uh, those two tracks, they were hard. They were hard to write and they were hard to record, but they were very therapeutic in that time. Okay. I remember being in the studio and just thinking about, man, this is it's going to sound great just because my heart is in it. Yeah. And you I, I don't ever believe that we go through something as a mistake. I mean, I believe that God allows us to go through things because we're we're able to handle those things. And so, you know, I know that there's this there is a, a misconception where people that are going through depression are weak. Yeah. But in fact, when you come out on that other side, you're actually stronger because you've gone through yeah, something that absolutely. nobody else has has understands. I agree. Bro. When you go through depression, no one understands that unless you go through depression yourself. Yeah. You can never understand somebody that goes through depression. Dude, depression so, is a, it's a real thing, man. It's it's so real, man. And, and, yeah. and, and, and it, it hit home. So I understand exactly what you're saying. Uh, I want to get into a, 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 a couple other things that you were talking about, man. Uh, I've been watching your Facebook and man, you're talking about this whole new drug thing, man, the new drug. Yeah. Um, fight the pornography, new drug. man. Yeah. Um, you know, what, what's up with that, man? What, what, how, how did this spark interest or what's, what's, what's your feeling on, on this, on this subject? We're going to yeah. talk about, we, I mean, we've been talking a lot about depression, you know, cause I, I, it's interesting. Right. I, want, I wanted to hear your story, but, but I really want to get into this because we got like what, 15 minutes left maybe. 12 minutes oh, that's 12 minutes yeah so it went by quick yeah so w briefly um what's this, what's your thought on pornography man because i have i have a thought as well on this yeah so um pornography is something that is definitely rampant amongst just our youth you know our, our the youth that's coming up especially well it's so easy dude a little yeah. button on your phone yeah, dude exactly. Everybody, everybody's got a, a smartphone nowadays. yeah it's accessible to you anywhere and um i feel like you know i i, I worked at a clinic and it was something that I saw a lot of in, in our youth where it was just normal, you know, where they were watching it just like anything. They were talking about it just like anything. They become desensitized and, uh, to yeah. the actual value of, of, of an intimate moment. Yeah, know, exactly. With a loved one in the future. Exactly. And people don't realize how deep into the brain porn, porn gets, you know, I mean, images of porn can last in your brain for up to 10 years. Wow. You dude. know, and just one image. So it, if you're constantly watching pornography, it's just going to be ingrained. Yeah. In it's thoughts, just, right? it's just in your brain, you know, and, and that's something that's, that's pornography is one of the only things that penetrates all three levels of your brain. Um, just because there's so much stimulation. Yeah. I'm assuming, man, because yeah. I mean, I mean, boys or girls, man, you guys are watching this. I mean, and, and it triggers all kinds of funny emotions in your head. Your yeah. eyes get open. The images get real. And yeah. then all of a sudden you start uh, fantasizing or, or, or wanting to maybe even experiment and stuff like that. So yeah. I, I, I see how, the, how that happens. Man. And that was one thing that I spoke about at, at uh, one of our youth conferences was, you know, once people continue watching pornography, once they watch it, and they continue watching it and they start to it's just like a drug you know when you start with something you know um like cigarettes yeah. and maybe it it starts to evolve into different things because you're trying to find that thing that makes yeah. me feel good again yeah. you know and 
that's the same thing with pornography. You know, people watch, you know, pornography where it's between a man and a woman. And then when they watch it so much and it's not getting them stimulated anymore. And now they're watching, you know, pornography with humans and animals, yeah. you know, or things or, or that multiple partners now. With, right. You know, multiple, multiple partners. Genders, yeah. yeah. And and it's it's something where. Um, there's this analogy where, where um, in psychology there was two rats that they put into a cage and or there was one rat and they put the smell, the stench of a corpse and he didn't like the stench. He was just he, he just didn't like it. And then uh, they put another rat in there and they started having, you know, they started mating and then they put the stench in there while, while he was mating. And so then they took one of the rats out and when they put the stench the rat became aroused with the stench. Mm. And the the point of that is at first when you're first watching pornography, yeah, you have you have morals at the yeah. very beginning, you yeah. know, and then you you tend to let those morals down a little bit because it's like, well, I'm not feeling it anymore. So let me just get into this one thing. Yeah. And then that one thing leads to something else. Yeah. And um, so it just becomes this this domino effect of just going into these things that, you know, is wrong, but you know, it's it's just you can't satisfy what was once being satisfied. Yeah. You know, dude, you're trying to uh, check out how easy this is, man. Uh, this wasn't, dude. This wasn't even too long ago, and it's not. And, and I'm saying this as as to how real this is, man. Uh, I have a, I have a Twitter account. Mm-hmm. I have a Twitter account, and, and uh, I I ended up getting like a friendship, uh, like oh or follow, follow this person followed you follow back. Mm-hmm. You know, so I went to go click it, click on it, and I didn't. I, I just went okay, and I clicked on it, and the images, the images of uh, of, of a woman came on, and yeah. nude, e- everything, full on, dude, and uh, and and dude, it took me like a second to actually like, like like what what am I doing? Yeah, what I'm getting at is that you get sucked into this thing, dude. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's it, it, it your mind, your your eyes, dude. You look at it, and, and all of a sudden, it's it's, because, it's like oh whatever whatever. And then I, I was like, wait, what am, what am I doing, man? Mm-hmm. I had to sit back and I had to I had to come back into myself, let's say, yeah, and, and be like, Walt, man, like this is what, what's going on here, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, because um, it's like uh, it's like when you when you're out. I mean, this is, that I think pornography is on a whole different level than that. Yeah, than what I'm about to say, but it's like when uh, I I've been in my car with sometimes, dude. I, I get cut off or something happens and I dude I want to cuss the person out. Yeah. And I and I go, "Wait, whoa, whoa, man, why am I even thinking that?" You know? Yeah. And I catch myself. Uh because I know that's not who I am anymore. Yeah. That's not who I am. But my point is that pornography, these images, nudity, things like that, they suck you in, man. Yeah. They suck you in if you're not careful, if you're not careful. So imagine yeah. what they do with these kids. These yeah. kids are just eager to let their minds roar, just go. Yeah. Oh. I mean, uh, it what's what's going on now is that younger kids are experimenting with more hardcore ways of having sex, you know, of bondage and doing all those things just because that's what they're seeing now, yeah. you know, and and there's also more of an effect on, you know, as you, when young boys growing up, you know, they look at women more as objects, you know, rather than someone that they can have in you know a relationship with they just see them as oh well she's just good for pleasuring me yeah. type of thing you know and i mean in utah just now and in you know yeah, i just I posted it up today one. yeah i mean they they declared it a public health crisis that's sick, you know dude. i and love that dude yeah that's it's great sick but i mean way. you you see it and it's like dang it's really gotten yeah. to that point where a whole state has to declare that you know and it's actually and, causing harm more harm yeah, than good exactly you know and 
um there's that's no, what that no whole pornography so yeah no there's that's what that's what that whole movement is is um you know just fighting because pornography is up there with um cocaine and yeah. and different drugs where it's affecting people it, you it know? stimulates you that's yeah what cocaine, that's what cocaine crack and all that stuff does yeah. hey dude we're running out of time here but yeah. uh let me just uh say uh thank you for for coming dude uh we're not even no, we're nowhere close to getting done talking about everything yeah, you know part two um, yeah dude, there's definitely gonna be another episode uh i don't know when or how we'll, we'll work it out but uh is there anything you want to say to anybody man i mean just any, anybody in particular man because yeah we got millions of listeners shout out to my wife for sitting here looking pretty there you go she was i know she was supposed oh, to be involved and she but giggled i and does a knee slap how cute <laughs> but, but i talk too much uh shout out to my mom to my dad to my sister you gotta get them to listen to this bro yeah we already told them they're yeah. already aware cool so um, um, you have some new followers and listeners. Sweet man, you know it's and again, guys. Uh, thank you, for, uh, wh whoever's listening. I know I got millions of uh, of listeners, but uh, for the ten that I do have, <laughs> um, you know. Shout out to my mother-in-law, my father-in-law. Ah, uh, you can't forget, bro. You, you end up getting getting hung, <laughs> dude. Uh, but anyways, um, uh, we have a few minutes. Shout uh, out to my cousin. <laughs> That's not funny anymore, bro. This is my <laughs> podcast, bro. <laughs> no, no, just, I'm just playing. I know, but uh, uh, I want to thank Joshua Mondragoni. He was quiet today, but uh, he's he's uh, he's the yeah, one that's engineering that, here. Uh, and then I got uh, uh, Adriana over here listening. Uh, thank you guys so much for coming. Uh, everybody, the Roar Podcast live from the Den, uh, from the Lions Den. Um, uh, I was going to ask you something real quick. Uh, how many brothers and sisters do you have? I have two sisters. You have two sisters. No brothers. No how brothers. old are your sisters? Uh, my sister is 25 and my youngest sister is 12. She's and the names are? Yesenia and Isabel. Yesenia and Isabel, you guys got to uh, follow uh, uh, the Roar podcast on SoundCloud and on Facebook. Um, anything else? May say, Joanna, give her the mic real quick. You want to say anything to anybody? Well, I love God, but I love my husband too. <laughs> so yeah. shout out to my husband right here. And I just want to thank you for inviting us and thank you for um, allowing us to for this space and time to be um, to share, well, my husband to share everything that he needs to share. Awesome. And real quick, where can they find your music at? Oh, uh, it's soundcloud.com slash Martin Jr. Music. Um, that's where I have everything up there right now. Uh, the EP and my beats and stuff like that. Sounds good. Yeah. Oh, one more time. ITunes. And on iTunes. Yeah. Martin Buena, Buena? Buena. Martin Buelna yeah. uh, on iTunes. Go check him out. Thank you guys so much for being here and go ahead and just let let it roll. Man. They thought they was going to kill me with all their hate. Let the horns blow, baby. You can hate me all you want to, cuz. It's only going to make me stronger. I don't think they You can't stop this, dog. You can't stop this. this God's plan. And I'm ready. Boy, and they left me for dead. Blood in my eyes, thorns on my head. Only thing that I can hear is what my savior say. While I'm in my own blood and I can't feel my legs. But I'ma live, I'ma live, I will not die. Got up off the ground and I wiped that blood up out my eyes. Got my mind right, got my grind right, stood up, now it's time to rise. Been resurrected, resurrected. I am alive. Blood drip, headed for walk, fire in my eyes. Ready for war, don't turn it back, I got my dogs with me, three, hundred of us, young Leonidas, tech on the whole city, we, we don't retreat, we do not quit, we are not the same to live and die for the truth, let's be plain, this is why I came.
like where you did, dog, I probably hate me too. But this power that I come in is too big for you. To stop, so stop it, boy, before you go too far. My mind right, the time right, boy, and I'm ready for 